All right, guys, we're back here with Leafs and Seven. Uh, we've got Mike, we've got Brandon, and we've got myself, Camille. Uh, we're ready to get into it. Definitely got a lot of things to cover today. We've got a quick draft. Free agency was absolutely crazy in the NHL. If you missed it, I don't know what you were doing because it looked like the NBA. It was it was it was nuts. Um, and then yeah, and then we're gonna talk about the rest of free agency and uh, let's get into it here, guys. Leafs draft pick. Uh, you know, we had what we have three players. Just yep. three. We only had three picks. No first. No. Yeah. First. Well, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, when you're in this kind of win now scenario, I'm sure this is probably um, a little bit more common than, than we it think. Yeah. It's just we haven't we haven't been there as yeah. uh, a team, you know, in this situation so long. And you know what? We still haven't made it past the first round. So uh, we're giving up these picks, a, and you know, it's for nothing. But that's okay. It's hard to be well, a win no team and not winning. It's, yeah, it's on a positive note, at least this year is a weird year. So first round pick, later first round, probably yeah. could. Be, who knows? So we'll take a little grain of salt, a little little yeah. positivity. Like we we have to realize most of these players haven't played hockey in a year, right? That's like, right. No one's actually seen these guys play in a while. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if this is the it, like a lot of people are saying this too, like if this is the year where you want to trade away picks, and you know, because scouting is weak, obviously people aren't playing. Mm-hmm. This was the year to do it. You know. So yeah. Draft picks are not worth as much this year. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, well, so let's get it, let's get into it here. Um, so the very first draft pick we have, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, it was uh, I think it was Ty Voigt, right? He's from the Sarnia Sting. He was a fifth round well, pick. Was, was oh no, it wasn't him. No, no, no it was no, Matthew. Matthew Nice. Yeah, he was first. Matthew pick. Nice. Okay, Matthew Nice. Right. Overall, second round. All right, talk about let's talk about him. How do we how do we feel about that? Well, uh, good thing to see first. Um, the Leafs are incredibly weak on the left side, and he's a yeah. left winger. Hey, oh. uh, pretty big left winger. Uh, he's 6'2", 210 pounds. Big yeah, boy. That, big that is boy. a big boy. So he's already also. like for his age, he's only 18, 19, and he's already that size and shoots left. So you know, like that's that's pretty good. Let's have Can a little optimism too. He's from yeah. you know, Arizona. Got the Arizona ties. Austin Matthews, maybe? Huh? Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> for, almost actually, a point but... a game player. 46 points, at, uh, 46 points in 47 games. Yeah, he right. played in the USHL, correct? Mm, yes. Uh, yes, USHL. Right. So, and I think, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. I don't want to rush him, but can he play right now? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, we we, we just need someone. We need someone at left wing so badly, guys. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was saying. With his size, maybe he'll be ready. Maybe not this year, but like you know, next year. Yeah. Possibility. There you go. Yeah. And I think that's where I was leading it. I, I kind of misread, uh, jumped the gun here a little bit. Next is uh, Ty Voigt from the Sarnia Sting, fifth round, 153rd overall. Guess what? Another left winger. It's almost like they're like, holy crap, we're weak at this position. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. This guy's uh, born in Pittsburgh. Don't know too much about him. Um, Kind of excited that, you know, he when I was reading a description about him, they were saying that like he like literally is one of the most shifty guys. He's a smaller guy. He's like, well, he's like Crosby size, five ten. Yeah. Um, but he tries to like model his game after like Johnny Goudreau, which mm. I'm all about. Um looking forward to seeing that. And he is one of those guys that hasn't played. He didn't play yeah. last year. So yeah, he has one year of OHL experience, so who knows? Right. Maybe he's, maybe he's one of those guys who could be a surprise. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Or he just never makes the NHL. Yeah. So that's Another every player you never know. 
Yeah, and just wrapping it up here, we got a goalie um, from the KHL, sixth round, 185th overall. Um, I I'm going to attempt to pronounce his name. It's Vyacheslav, I think. Vyacheslav. I don't I don't really know if you guys want to take a stab at it here, but Vyacheslav. I think you might have nailed it. Maybe. Yeah, so, but anyways, yeah, this guy is from the KHL. Um, had a 909 save percentage in the year he did play, but again, mm-hmm. in the tour story in the 2020-2021 season. Wait, did he play in last year? Yeah. Well, probably in the K. Like, yeah, he would have played if he was in the K. <laughs> you're playing in Russia. They don't. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't don't matter. You're, you're there. But you know, six. He's a sixth rounder. He might be an A. He'll probably be an AHL guy if anything. You know, um, he's smaller. I mean, I, he's six two, but 163 pounds. That's really that's odd. Yeah, I think six <laughs> two is actually pretty a pretty good size for a goalie. Um, the weight, but 163 yeah. pounds at six two. That's that's it's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. lanky and thin. Yeah, but, you can always bulk up. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe he wants to be that. Maybe he wants to be light on his feet. Who sure. knows? But uh, yeah, that was obviously um, pretty quick here, guys. I think what we uh, before we dive into free agency because I'm so excited because we have so much oh, to discuss. So much. Uh, one thing I want to bring attention to obviously is the Montreal uh, Canadiens draft pick of choice that garnered like a lot of attention at Heat from obviously um media like twitter uh just anyone right um which was the logan malo pick we already know the story here um for those that aren't aware he was uh involved with someone when he was playing a hockey over in i believe sweden yes um and the victim was a 17 year old female who he had a sexual relationship with consensual consensual relationship yeah consensual relationship and he actually committed a sex crime by taking intimate photos for spreading them to his teammates. Some of them actually leaked online somehow. What do we think about this? What do you think about Montreal deciding to take this kid, even though he said specifically that he did not want to be drafted this year and he wanted a year to kind of change, become more mature. What do you guys think? Well, um, like I, I'm full, fully in agreement with people can change. He did this when he was 17, dumb kid, uh, still a horrible thing to do. Uh, he's he's apologized. He he took a good step in saying I don't want to be drafted, and he shouldn't have been drafted. Uh, the bad thing is that Montreal drafted him, and they knew exactly what they were doing because as soon as they made the pick, they put out a statement saying why we drafted him. So they knew it wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, yeah. It's essentially you know they got this guy who should have went first first round. They got him in the thirty first thirty first pick, I believe. And they knew, oh, we're getting a steal, so we're just going to get this guy. Uh, no one, no one else is going to take him because of this thing. But you know what? Hockey above all else. So let's just take him, and we'll we'll apologize later down the road, and we'll get him play in a year or two. So yeah. I agree with him getting a second chance. I uh, don't agree with him be like he should have had punishment enough of not being picked this year, but they they rewarded him because they're greedy. That's, well, it also comes a bad look for Bergevin, obviously, because you know his whole involvement, the whole Chicago thing that's yes. been coming up, and it's a bad, bad look for him, and making himself really seem like he clearly doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. about anything except for hockey and winning and getting the best draft pick possible for his spot. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I think just to add to that, um, with Logan's case, I, I'm a firm believer as well in second chances. I don't think. Obviously, this should be the like end of a promising career. I I don't think that does anyone any good, including, you know, just we need to show as a society like a redemption is possible. But obviously, with respect to the victim here um, of the you crime, can't sweep it under the rug. You can't, can't sweep you it can't under the rug. It. No, 
can't reward him. Um, but you know what? It's already been done. He's drafted. It's it's can't change it. So I I really look I really look to the Montreal organization. Yes, if they're gonna take this, they have to be responsible for developing him into a young man, to a young professional, and really kind of guiding him the right way. Um, because what they did here was already brought a negative a lot of negative attention to the team to their team. Uh, even Montreal fans, you know, imagine just the guy wearing a Montreal jersey now coming. Oh, you support a team that, you know, allows for, you know what I mean? Like there's things like that. It's just a negative image. So uh, I really so far this year. Yeah. Like it just brings attention to like for no reason. So, um, yeah, hopefully they, they can develop him into a young man. He obviously needs to grow, but um, and like I think said, we, sorry, yeah. go ahead. no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, like you were saying, it's up to we want to watch what Montreal does because they did say, I think it was Matt Molson was saying, uh, we want to uh, we want to help the victim and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, how are you going to like pay for therapy, that kind of stuff? Like, we don't need specifics, but like, I want to know, are you actually helping him or are we just getting the whole thoughts and prayers crap, right? Like if there's making the steps to, hey, we're helping them out with this. Uh, we're making like they've already said that uh, he's not going to be playing next year. He's not going to training camp or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a step in the right direction. But I want to actually see, hey, we're not just making an apology and sweeping it under the rug and forget about it. I want to see, like, are you actually doing what you said you're doing? Are you actually trying to make him a better person, making sure he doesn't do crap like this and making sure other players don't do this again? Yeah. Um, like not to obviously harp too much on the issue already. I, I will just say this, that there was an article. Uh, I'm not sure if it actually specifically came from the Swedish police or how that looked, but right after the crime had been committed before it had, you know, kind of leaked over here to the West. Um, he had actually said like Logan, um, although he, he had said that, Oh, this goes very vindictive. She's trying to ruin my life. And it turns out that that actually is not the case. Um, so it does show, you know, that's immaturity on his end there, right? Obviously trying to push blame onto the victim Mm -hmm. and then, you know, so there's a growing process there. Um, so hopefully, you know, uh, like, like I said, hopefully he learns from this and Montreal is going to take some heat. Uh, That's what happens when you make these kind of decisions as an organization, it's a risk. So, um, at the same time, um, he was a, he was a minor, right? When he committed this. So he was in charge. They're both, they both 17. 17. All right. So he's not going to be criminally charged as an adult. So, um, yeah, let's hopefully learn right. from it. No. Oh, no, absolutely not. No. But, but what yeah. I'm saying is that, like, when you make these things, obviously, when you turn an adult, hopefully he turns a new leaf with that. Right. So, um, yeah. And yeah, don't. I, uh, I, I believe it's been talked about in depth by so many other people. Yeah. Um. I don't think anyone wants to hear us go on for about an hour on this. Uh, they know our stance on it. They know, you know, it's a bad thing. All right, guys, let's continue to dissect it's, this. For that's what I was, that's where I was getting to. That's where I was yeah. getting to. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go leaf draft. I've got to start us off here. Cause free agents was absolutely bananas. Uh, I, I, I don't even, okay. I know exactly where I'm going to start here. Okay. So I'm going to start right. with the big, with the, with the big dollar spend. Peter Mrazek. Yeah. First, what are your thoughts, guys? Come on, give me, give me, give me something. What do you, what do you guys think? Okay, so we got, oh, what was it? It was three point eight for three years, I believe. Um, yes. Yeah, yes. three point eight for three years. Now he's he's got some good numbers and stuff like that. I think it's a little high for what he brings to the team. 
especially like no, in a normal situation, if we had cap room, uh, the 3.8 is not bad for your for your for a tandem goalie, not a backup, a tandem. That's pretty good. But considering what position we're in, we have almost nothing on the left side. Uh, I mean, we could have there was other goalies on the market that we could have got, like Darcy Kemper was available for a trade. Uh, we'll get into that. How Dubis um, Dubis says he doesn't want to do any trades, but we'll get into that later. Um, James Reimer, we could have got James Reimer again uh, for two point two point four, I believe he signed for. And I would have rather taken that and gotten an extra 1.2 million. That's a, you know, that's a third line left winger that we could have had. So I, I like Peter Mrazek and his stats are, he's got good numbers, but uh, for the price and what in our situation, I think it's a bit of an overpay, but you're going to do that in free agency. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like I don't, I don't hate the signing. Like I, I think Mazrick's a solid backup, especially mm-hmm. with, you know, Campbell being uncertainty and all, but I, I agree with you. And I'm, I, I wish they would have went a cheaper route, you know, it's like even guy like Yaroslav Halak, what do you sign for like one point five? Oh yeah, something. I like take that. him as a backup, you know, save some money because again, again, I agree. Like if we weren't in the cap bind, it wouldn't be as much of an issue. Mm-hmm. But we're buying yeah, some money and we bind. need positions. So, so I'm gonna disagree with both of you because that's <laughs> what I do. Um, the only reason I'm doing that is because Peter Mrazek in this situation is not a backup. Uh, he's been a tandem bully his entire career. Yeah. Um, this guy, like Jack Campbell, let's face it unbelievable last year if he plays like that again and he's playing like that again peter mrazic doesn't touch the ice like maybe Mm -hmm. in the obviously in the backup um back-to-back games right but that makes it worse yeah yeah but i I, I hear you i hear you but that's the thing does he repeat that he doesn't have a history of being a starter in this league or starting more than i think that was the most games he ever played in the season in the nhl well they never Um, gave him starting starting minutes i understand so no especially in la behind johnny quick right yeah now the thing is, is that we I saw what injuries did to Frederick Anderson last season. Yeah. He couldn't even play. He couldn't even play an NHL game. No, he's he terrible. He, was he terrible. tried. He couldn't. No. Campbell had his own share of injury problems last year. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, yeah, you can get a backup. I, I, I feel much safer if, if Campbell gets injured with Peter Mrazek in net over. I know I know the cost is there. I know we're sensitive to the cap. <clears throat> I'd ha- rather have Peter Mrazek than a James Reimer, even though the cap is so, so, so valuable because thank you, yeah. Davis. Um, I mean, look at the title of our uh, episode: eight hundred fifty k left, no left yeah. players. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's. Well, more we'll talk, importantly, let's, let's stay in the. Let's stay. Yeah, let's stay, stay on track. Stay yeah. on track. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I could go off, but anyways, oh, yeah. Same. Re- really happy to have Peter Morazic on board. If you actually saw what some of the other goalies were signing for, did you guys see what Freddie went for? Yeah, four Canes? and a half. No, yeah. why would you pay that? Four but, and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what you were saying. He couldn't play in the AHL. He was a non-option. Well, he, like, let's face it. He's going to get better. He's going to get healthier, obviously, with time to recuperate. But, yeah. you know, these goalies were not going for cheap across the league. It's like, mm-hmm. obviously, there were some cheaper options, like Mike match- mentioned, uh, Yaroslav Halak. Yeah. You know, things like that. Totally. Great. But a lot of the other goalies that were going, man, they were they were, they were were up there. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's I mean, why I said uh, I had no problem with the Mrazic signing. Like, I, didn't, I don't hate it at all. Yeah, for but, sure. there's one specific goalie trade that i i would have rather have made and we'll get into that i mentioned that off off the air earlier does it rhyme with murray Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um some other notable signings um and at least this is really funny so if you guys ever pay attention to hockey twitter you can go on any you know, notable person who follows the leafs whenever they announce it like go to the sportsnet guys or the hockey insiders and They'll say, oh, the Leafs traded for X or the Leafs have signed X. You'll see people come in droves being like, yeah, that ought to 
break your first round curse or yeah, good luck with that play, right? One of the things I didn't see happen that caused a lot, but but a lot of people were still complaining about Leaf fans in particular was the signing of David uh, Kampf. So he's a Czech player from Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks. He signed a $1.5 million uh, contract for two years. He had one goal last year. He is a bona fide fourth liner. Uh, he's a, but he's a defensive shutdown guy. Was and that, Leaf fans were in droves. Was that right? Kampf or was that Bunting who had one goal last year? I believe no, it was, it was Com- Bunting. No, it's Kampf. I just looked it up. It's Kampf. Huh. He had one goal last year. <laughs> so we paid a guy 1.5. And people were you know, going insane. Leaf fans were losing their minds. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Shocker, right? One of the things that I saw was Blackhawks fans coming in droves. Like, I mean, like just flood, which doesn't usually happen. Trust me when I say other other teams, especially when like we look at it when Tavares got traded, when other people got traded, they will come and they will say, "Yeah, good luck with this player who you just signed for five million dollars." He's a, like when this happened with Cody CC, it happened with a bunch of players, right? They'll always come and attack the Leafs. These Blackhawks fans were coming in defense of Com, saying, "If you guys ever wanted one of the like." a solid, solid, solid penalty killer who's going to win you face-offs and he's never going to be a defensive liability. And by the way, we haven't actually had a dedicated center on a penalty kill since Par Lindholm, which is a long time ago, and that's ridiculous. I looked it up. It's, it's insanity. Yeah, it's not good. I, I'm happy to have a penalty killer that can... that That is his role to kill penalties. Um, what do you guys think? Tell me. What do you, are you guys think it's too much? Yes. Uh, is... I think it's great to have a uh, a shutdown centerman. I've read the same things as you that he's. It's essentially you're you're at neutral ice. Your your guys your big guys can get a couple minutes rest and not have to worry about the puck. You know mm-hmm. him losing a faceoff going to the other end on a breakaway. He's mm-hmm. very solid on the on uh, faceoffs. Mm-hmm. But you know again, and I, I hate to keep bringing it up constantly when you know he he's got some good stuff to him. But we one point five million dollars, and we have no money uh, for a guy with one goal. And our bi- a big issue we noticed in the playoffs was depth scoring. We th- Matthews and Marner were shut down, and we got no scoring anywhere else because we don't have any depth anymore. So getting a guy for one point five million who can't score, mm, like. Great. It seems a, worse because of the cap situation, but it, I don't it, but that's the thing. We're stuck with a cap situation. If it was, if we were in a, a luxury tax league, yeah, great, awesome. We have a, a guy that can play shutdown minutes on the center, and he's going on the penalty kill. But we're living it up in a pen, in a salary cap era, and we are right against that salary cap, and we're missing so many key pieces to this team. So we don't have one point five million dollars to blow on a guy that's helps our defense a little bit and gets us a couple more face-offs. We don't have that. Especially when you compare that contract to like a Spezza contract where we're getting some scoring out of him as well. Granted, probably not as good defensively as this guy, but no. It, in comparison, it just seems like a lot. I mean, you pay, you always pay centers more. I understand that. Yeah. You can't sure that 1.5 million, like maybe 1 million. I'd be okay with it, but 1.5. I mean, that's, that's double what, uh, that's double the Simmons contract from last year. Honestly, I'm okay, and you guys are gonna, probably going to get some flack from this. I, oh, yeah. Obviously, the, the payments quite a bit. I'm okay if he gets zero goals. If it means if it means what I think it means, mm-hmm. if it means what these fans mm-hmm. say they they think they know about yeah. him, 
even though we yeah and again i understand believe me i understand the salary cap i i'm if we can really if we can really get a shutdown guy if he can be our cheap uh, you know montreal canadians version of deno obviously that guy's more obviously deno has more skill to him he has an upside swing i understand that but if he can be a shutdown guy on team's top lines um I'm, i'm all for it i i know it's i know it's costly but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a gamble. But I will say this. With all the signings that we've had, I still want to go over a couple more guys. Well, yeah, specifically yeah. one more. This team is worse on paper than last year. Absolutely. By quite a long shot. Absolutely. Like, let's... We lost Zach Hyman. You wanna, do you want to talk about in, in depth at all? Because that's, that's a massive... Massive loss yeah, right can, there. If you want to um, talk about the free agents, do that, and then we'll talk about like the losses from free agents. Yeah, like there's quite a few I want to talk about. Um, but do you want do you want to go through the losses? And then we'll go through the Leafs and uh, as they are, because there's know, a couple of main ones that we should talk about losing. Uh, for yeah, specific reasons. Well, maybe we should continue on the the signings um, and then go into that. Like I agree. Yeah, Michael Bunting. Um, I actually like this signing. Mm-hmm. He actually got offered more money to play elsewhere, which, yeah, I know, whatever. I'm not saying he's like this hero is going to maintain this 26% shooting percentage from last mm-hmm. year, but um, yep. guess what, guys? Guess guess who uh, guess who originally signed him um, away from AAA? Oh, I don't know, Kimo. Tell us. Tell us. KD, Kraft Dinner, Kyle Dubas signed him. Uh, he actually played at an athletic high school in Scarborough and uh, ended up signing him. Uh, right out there, and uh, yeah, he's he obviously he's coming from the Phoenix Coyotes and um, cap hit of nine hundred fifty k. Hey, uh, Camille, did you also uh, did you know where he played from twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen? Take a tell guess. me, tell me. He played for the Sioux Greyhounds. Wow, another. It's almost <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like there's no other, you know, there's no other places to get players. They have to come from the Sioux. The best development, the only development. No, I don't. I don't want to harp on it. Obviously, like. It's a thing. It's fine. Yeah, if he has, if he has, if he knows these players, fine. Whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I actually like this. I actually like this signing, by the yeah. way. Like his I, numbers this is look pretty that, good. Yeah, he's twenty five years old. He he was actually drafted by the Coyotes in twenty fourteen, um, fourth round. He has spent like six seasons in the HL, and all of his numbers have been great. Um, he's not going to be a guy who's going to light up, you know, the score sheet, but he can definitely provide some offense. Mm. Some people think he may even play on the potentially a top line he's for, a left winger yeah he's a left winger so um I, i'd say nhl ready like maybe not top line but you could you could probably depending on how training camp goes right yeah. like you know for last last time he played with arizona he played 21 games in with arizona this year and he got 13 points in 21 games that's not bad for, yeah that's that's pretty solid like i, I don't mind that i mean keep in mind he had a 26% shooting percentage, which will most definitely dip well, well, well below that. It but. will. However, he was playing with Arizona, and now he's playing for the Leafs. So I think yeah, the two may, may even out. So what you're saying is it's going to dry. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> fair enough. Um, who else do we want to discuss here? Do you guys want to jump in kind of? We've got a few other signings <sighs> here as well. All, all bargain bin by the way, bargain they're, bin shopping deals. Yeah, yeah. They're all two way deals, like eight mostly gonna be AHL call up injury call ups, if anything. Yeah. But 
I think you kind of nailed it with Mrazic, uh, Mar- um, Bunting, and Kampf. Those are like the three big ones. Obviously, Mrazic's the biggest one. But the other ones, you know, you can bury them in the AHL if they don't work out. They come up for a game or two. Yeah. You know. Although I will point out, Michael Amadio, he's from the Sioux. Oh, he's from God. Didn't play for the Sioux, but he's from there. He's from there. Okay. Well, we got to have we gotta have Sioux in there somewhere, right? Oh, um, exactly. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, guys like we need a left winger here. I know we're talking about free agency. We're talking about all these deals. What in the heck are the Leafs going to do? Because right now we've talked about this on our last episode a little bit. I don't want to go too far into it, but we have two vacant topped left wing spots. Are you going to put McKayev there? Are you going to put Kerfoot there and try to find a third line center through trade? Now Kerfoot plays left wing, right? He can play left wing. He can play left wing, yeah. Okay, but I I don't want him there. No, no. Well, but yeah, they gotta try that, or they're really hoping one of these other guys like Calaver or Robinson takes a big leap forward all of a sudden. But mm-hmm. yeah, like like here's the thing. So Kyle Dubas came out and said that they're not looking to get involved in the trade market. Right, idiot. <clears throat> Scary. Sorry. Go on. I don't believe him. Like, I, you cannot tell me, you cannot look at this lineup for this team that's gotten marginally worse. You've lost Zach Bogosian, who went to Tampa Bay and was literally quoted for nothing. As oh, li- yeah, he, 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 at least would have given him, him a mil this year. They, they would have. What was it? I know. 850? Yeah, 850. 850 for three years. Like, and he said in the nicest way possible that he wants to go play for an organization that can win. He, he said, he tried to say it in a polite way, but. Did, did you see the quote? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the did, quote. They get it. Um, so we lost Zach Bogosian and I understand I don't want to go down this loss train, but you know, when we've lost all these players and we're looking at this current roster and Kyle Dubas says, I'm not making any trades. I don't believe him. And if he is telling the truth, it's one of the most ignorant yeah. things you could say because based- we, yeah, if you, Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you're thinking. If, if you, if you, if you base it, like if you base this team on paper right now, compared to last year where you've you, all these tremendous losses and you're replacing them with these bargain bin, $800,000 deals. What what is going to happen? Tampa Bay is going to steamroll you. Okay, I still believe Boston is still going to steamroll you. I mean, they just signed Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, Nick Foligno for dimes. Yeah, this team is marginally worse, and unless he is willing to address that via a trade from you know, like let's say we dumped Kerfoot's. you know, formula or whatever it is off the books. Hypothetically, we get a we try Adam Brooks. I think Adam Brooks is going to get a really serious look at this team mm-hmm. uh, and the third line or the fourth line. Um, we need salary cap space to make a move, and we need to trade for a, so a left winger. Yeah, if so we how don't, do you do that without a trade? You, you, there's literally nothing you can do in the free agency with eight hundred. That's what I'm saying. I think he's GMs are liars. They lie all the time. Yeah. They co- they constantly lie. I think this might be Dubas's way of maybe he got some. You know, I, again, this is all assumptions, but maybe he received some trade offers he didn't enjoy. So he's just saying, I'm off the market. Realistically, he's not. He will improve this team if he has a chance, because if not, yeah, the, what are you doing? The, the issue is he his his poker face is garbage because like we won't make any trades. But anyone who looks just they just have to look him up on cap friendly. Like, yeah, um, you have to. And yeah, unless you want to rebuild, you, you have to. Like, right. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be fighting for his job, so he's going to have to do something. Yeah, this goes down quickly. Bye bye. Uh, 
we we lost uh, a couple of big guys. I don't really consider Nick Foligno as a, a huge, huge loss, considering he didn't really bring much to the team last year because of his injury and stuff. Uh, he could have, but you know, player, he got injured. Yeah. So it, a, it, it doesn't make us much worse because we didn't really see what he could do for the team. In my opinion, like he, it well, might be making us worse too. Pardon me. Yeah. Did yeah. That, okay. So. Skill-wise, I think I think it's a big loss. I think that's a big loss. Like that, that's a guy who can play on the penalty kill. It's one of the only guys who could yeah. provide grit, um, yeah. a leader as well, mm. for nothing. And uh, we lost the other two. The only other two guys that could provide grit are also gone. Right. We lost Bogosian, like we mentioned earlier, and Zach Hyman. And we um, lost Felino to a rival. We lost Felino to a rival. Million a year. Yeah. Great job. Like, like job. seriously. I want to hear both your takes on this. Next year, eighty-two game season. Where do the least finish in their in their in their division? Uh, Camille, I believe we talked about this last week, and you both gave me flack for this. I think there's a good chance they don't make the playoffs. Mike, uh, I think I think they make playoffs. I think they still have enough scoring power that will do it to the regular season. Whether <laughs> that leads to anything in the playoffs, likely not because the team's worse. I think like it's hard. Think of it this way. They're, like you said, marginally worse. One injury, because we have no depth. You have one of those top guys out of her injury. You have Jack Campbell out for injury. That we're a fringe playoff at the best right now. You lose one of those top four guys or one of our goalies. We have no depth to cover it. None. I'm not so much worried about the goalie depth. I'm okay yeah, with Mrazek playing. Yeah, yeah. It's I just it's just to mention it. Also, we don't have a backup for we don't have a third goalie. I think we have what Hutchinson for third. Whatever. We don't want, but we don't want that. maybe playoffs address that. But what you said, yeah. right? You have a serious flaw when and I know we keep harping this, but it's okay. Okay. Four players taking up a majority of your salary cap. What happens? We've seen what happens. We've seen what happens on this fragile team when a key player gets injured. John Tavares gets injured. I will say this again: If Tavares is in, not injured in this that past Montreal series, they win that series. They get mm-hmm. one goal out of Tavares. John Tavares is good for one goal or setting up a goal, an extra oh, goal. Easily, yeah, easily. Jake Muzzin has been injured for the last two playoffs. I'm not saying defense was a problem last year. It wasn't. Defense no, no. was actually not we an had issue. Depth. We had depth, but On again, defense. you saw what happened when Jake Muzzin got injured in, in Columbus. That team got ran over. And what I'm saying is, is that again, there's no depth on this team. The moment one of these big four guys get hurt, one of your key guys, you've got nobody to fill in for them. Yep. You've got no option at depth. This no. year is going to make that so much more apparent than last oh. year because last year we still had options. Yeah. Even on defense, we just lost Zach Bogosian. So if Muzzin gets injured, who, who are you bringing up? You're already bringing up San- Sandine Lilgren to fill out the defense. Well, you're, no, you're bringing, up San- you're bringing up Sandine only because you saw Dermot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they, they're going to have. He also Lilgren, has injury yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, he does. Guys, Sandine, Lilligren, Robertson. Those three players get a shot this year. They at least play 10 games at the at the start. San, Sandine's going to play most of the season. Yeah, I think so. I think Sandine yeah. will yeah. play too. Well, we got, guys we got, need to we take got, a jump. We need to know what we have. Like, what yeah, do we have? Yeah. Like, with these guys, you know? Yeah. Are, they, are, they, are they worth the hype or are they not? We got to know. Mm. Um, do we want to pivot here now a little bit? Obviously, we've talked about the Leafs quite a bit. Um, left wing, we we need we agree needs to get addressed. I think there will be. I think they're not. I don't think they're done. I think they will make a trade, despite what Dubas says. Um, 
more importantly, though, uh, I think we should talk about some of these other free agent deals, just separating ourselves from the Leafs a little bit. I think, Brandon, you should talk about the biggest one that you thought was uh, interesting. Oh, um, I got a couple. Um, can I bring up one I didn't mention to you guys yet? Yeah, sure. Uh, just while we're talking about the Leafs and uh, spending all this money. Um, Tampa, who's, like you mentioned, it's going to steamroll us. Uh, it's uh, it's great to see players taking discounts to play for winning teams, eh? Uh, do you know what Bryn Point signed for? Yep. Was Will, it 9.5? Yeah. 9.5 for eight years. I would yeah. take him over Marner. What about Landis Gog? Landis, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We mentioned that last week. Uh, we were hoping maybe we could kind of look for Landis Cog. A dream. Yeah. With no money, by the way. But, but, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, but that didn't happen he, either. What he, signed for? he signed for like seven, didn't he? Seven, was it seven point five or no? Like, let me let me check. Let me check. Either way, these contracts are just making the Marner contract look worse and worse every year. Every year, it's crazy. It's disgusting. Like like Pinpoint is a centerman who's won yeah. two Stanley Cups. How are we paying a winger more than him? Because like another I tax free state. I understand that. But don't give me that. Do not. Here's don't, another. Don't bring that here. What? What? Bring the what? Tax-free state thing. Don't let's let's no, leave no, no, that no. out of the conversation. I'm, no, I'm going to bring up, and I've mentioned this already. Dubis can is horrible at asset management and um, uh, contracts at at or, uh, bargaining. He's terrible. Terrible. All right. So let's keep focusing on these free agents because if we keep going back to the Leafs, my bl- my blood is going to boil. I, I mean, man. we're at a Leafs podcast. So we're going to have to deal with it eventually. <laughs> All right. So you, you spoke about Bogosian and you spoke about Braden Point. Um, what, what, was other, your other, what was your other hot take free agency? Uh, I would call it a hot take, but Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, <laughs> Vesna winner, um, pivotal to the Vegas Vegas's success the last few years. And Vegas gives him up for a rookie goaltender who has no NHL experience, and didn't even t- didn't he have the decency to tell me? Found it on Twitter. Like, so Mark Andre Fleury gets traded for a guy named Mikkel Hakkarainen. I think that's his name. Yeah, who has not played for an NHL team. And how do we? How- what, what, why? Why is he retiring? I, I is, mean, that, is that the plan? He might now. I'm, he might now because would you? I he's wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to play for uh, Chicago. They're in a rebuild right now, and he only has one year left. Well, Chicago's made some interesting moves. So, but again, yeah, but he's still. They're yeah, still not. I agree. He's got I, one I, year I left. He's not going to do that, right? Yeah. Um, Chicago might actually be a decent team, like you said, but not not good enough for. They're not for there a cup yet. Run. But they're getting. They're not. Yeah, they're not a cup run team, and he gets traded for this just rando. And it, it was definitely just a, a salary dump, but what the hell? Right. There's still. I mean, you could have went to freaking Buffalo. Buffalo needs a goldie like yesterday. Up until up until late last night, they didn't have their their uh, cat friendly didn't have a goalie tab because they had no goalies in the organization. They, they didn't <laughs> want to be that cruel. They're like, we're not going to so, tell them, but we yeah. won't send them to Buffalo. <laughs> so but I the, saw. Oh, go ahead. They could have been, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, you don't you don't want to be sent to Buffalo, but at least they could have they could have gotten something from Buffalo. <laughs> like what the hell? Have you guys seen the memes uh, about Buffalo, uh, where they're like, you know, Buffalo has no players. Like, what is going on with Buffalo? And then there's a clip of Shane Wright playing. It was the, going to be 
arguably the first, like most likely the first overall pick coming yeah. up. And they're like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Buffalo really. Why is Jack Eichel still there? Can we, uh, you know, well, <laughs> I don't think they're, they're, I be. believe they're asking is just insane. Yeah. And no one's yeah. want, no one wants to pay for it because we're, we're after a pandemic, everyone's short on money and all this stuff. And they're like, no, like you, you need us. Like you, you need us to do stuff for you. Like anyone will take Jack Eichel off your hands, but you need us more than we need you. We want Jack Eichel because it's extra and it'd be awesome to have Jack Eichel. Jack yep. Eichel doesn't want to play for you. He he's, and I've also heard they're not disclosing all of his injury stuff mm. about how long he's going to be out and stuff. Cause he wants to get, they didn't want him to get surgery. He, he has fought to get surgery. Mm-hmm. And now from what I'm hearing, they don't want to disclose all his um, health records. Same right. with uh, what Montreal did while well, during the Seattle draft, they didn't disclose all of um, prices records in a timely manner. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I think the only other thing I would say when it comes to free agency for me, uh, just when I, I'm always curious about these moves, you know, uh, we saw a couple of, you know, obviously Tampa Bay cannot keep their core together when people like Brayden point are getting giant payday. So they obviously lose Blake Coleman. Who's was pretty integral to uh mm-hmm. to their win, and they they lost him. He signed for a lot more money than I thought he would. Like he signed for six years at almost thirty million. Um, I I honestly was surprised. I'm not sure if you guys have like looked into that at all, but I just see these players being moved, and I just wish again. I hate bringing it back to the lease, but we are a lease podcast. I wish we had the salary cap space to maneuver. I just wish we did because there's just so many so much talent out there. That we could have if we didn't have four forwards making ten plus million, and that's how we could get salary cap if we got rid of one of them. Yeah, well, on that point too, uh, like I agree. But like the biggest thing is like usually free agency is like crazy. Like contracts are always really high, but I find this year it's been kind of weird. There's been some really cheaper signings mm-hmm. that good value players, but of course mm-hmm. these don't have cap for when this is happening. Yeah, like like, like I've already mentioned, Felino, who's went for dirt cheap. You know, even guy like Brandon Saad, he only went for what four point five. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I think I said to you, Mike, in private, I thought he was going to go for like five and a half, six. Yeah, I thought. I, oh yeah. My, I think on a normal free agent market, like that's I would expect that. Yeah. Usually you pay more for those guys, but it's been a weird, weird, weird one. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, it doesn't work I in mean, his favor though. Yeah. You know, guys, we've talked about it a little bit in the first episode. The two things that need to happen for this team, for me to regain faith in this team, and I, and I seriously mean this, I think you need to trade Kerfoot on this team this year. I think you have to. I don't think trying him at the wing. Like, they they, tried they him at the, they've tried him at the wing before. It hasn't been this offensive dynamo. Like, no. We need someone who's a point producer on on the top two lines. They now, have I, to do it regardless. They, they don't have a choice. He's the only way for them to get any cap space to do anything. Yeah. And oh, exactly. what he's, at this rate, they're going to get what? Get rid of Kerfoot and then just get three more one million dollar guys. Mm-hmm. It's Great. that, and then the second thing we we already discussed this, but I I saw a recent uh, <laughs> Sportsnet thing about it was uh, Morgan Riley, um, and it was also on the Athletic as well. Will they at least lose another player for nothing? Uh, again, yes. I know we yeah. talked about it. Move them both out. If if honestly, please move them both out. Get something in return for them while you can. Don't talk about this all season. Don't make it a story with the media all season, distracting them. Get it over with. Get it done. Cut it now. 
because you're not you're not signing Morgan Riley at seven million dollars on this team. It's not happening unless you're deciding to trade Marner. Well, yeah, Dubis is going to have to like if we start off slow and we're not competing right away. Like he's going to have no choice because he'll have to do something if he wants to keep his job. And moving yeah. Riley, someone going on a run will 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 trade something for him. Yeah, ideally, well, obviously they would, but he's going to have to do something. Otherwise, it's going to be going to be tough. Yeah, because like this, it's ridiculous. Like this year, they've lost, like they lost Zach Bogosian for nothing. They lost uh, David Riddick, who we didn't talk about, but yeah, we lost mm-hmm. him for nothing. We lost Nick Foligno for nothing, and we lost Zach Hyman for nothing. You mentioned Zach Hyman twice. Did I, oh, my bad. Yeah. But Zach Hyman, love Zach Hyman. Uh, yeah, Bogosian. Sorry, I thought I thought that's who I said. But yeah, we lost those guys for nothing, and then next year we're gonna lose Morgan Riley for nothing. If you have to trade Morgan Riley this off season, you have and, to. And you look at some of the fan. Like some people have brought this up. And, like I, I like talking about it from a fan perspective because that's what you all three of us are. We're fans. We're guys just you know shooting the shit, talking about this team that makes my heart lose five years off its lifespan every season. Um, they, you know, people will say, oh, you guys think you're finding a replacement for Morgan Riley, someone better at that price? It's not about that. Yeah, of course we're going to get a, a worse off. Like, we're going to be worse when we trade Morgan Riley. But we cannot keep him unless we decide to trade someone else. And if it, and so, uh, yeah, we got it. We, this team, to me, honestly, is a fringe playoff team at best right now. Mm-hmm. I know we have a 50-goal scorer potential in Austin Matthews. I understand that we have these high offense guys. Um, and like Mike said, they might, Hey, maybe, yeah, maybe they can do it in the regular season again, but Kyle, you're going to lose your job. This team, if it stands as it is right now, they are not making it past the first round. It's not happening. Unless one of these guys take a big leap, but you can't bank on that. That's a really ballsy play. Really ballsy. Just what all it takes. We've seen it already. All it takes is one injury. Takes one injury in the playoffs. Tavares goes down. Imagine, like, obviously he didn't perform this year in the playoffs, but let's say Matthews goes down. And he has injury. He has injury history. He's got shoulder issues. It could happen. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> the Leafs have two draft picks next season. Yeah. Potentially three. They, we got a, we acquired a, a defenseman um, from the Minnesota Wild if he plays 30 games in the NHL. It's a seventh rounder. It's a seventh yeah, rounder. It's, I, it's know, a seventh I know. Round. I know. Those are all dirt throw picks, anyways. And we're yeah. probably gonna he he if he if he plays 30 games we lose it. So like most likely gone anyway. But we only have where, a first. Where did our prospects go? We've dried up in prospects because he keeps we keep losing them for nothing. Well, we get good enough to make playoffs, so we don't get a great pick. Mm. And then we lose first round. <laughs> like the teams that have had this kind of like trade away the picks, trade away the picks. They've won a round in the playoffs. Usually. Yeah. They've yeah. had some playoff success. They've tasted what that's like. And they're usually closer. You tend to trade away your picks for uh, deadline acquisitions. Yeah. And the Leafs, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me right now. Uh, but the Leafs have a horrible history of deadline acquisitions. Um I, I don't have. I wish I had in front of me right now. Sorry, what uh, was that? What are you What are you looking for? It's um. It was a list of the Leafs' deadline acquisitions in, since uh, in the Matthews era. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it it, it had it had um Polak and all those guys on there, and they played a uh, an average of thirteen playoff uh, thirteen games for the Leafs. 
And wow. we have been giving, and that's where all of our picks have gone because we've been giving up picks for these guys who have all ended up walking. So we're yeah. just giving up picks because we believe so much in this core. And now we're, now we're down. Now we're a team that we don't have any picks to give away. We don't have any cap to give away. We don't have any prospects to give away. So what do you expect to do? You know? Yeah. I mean, those are all great points. Uh, I just saw something from Elliot Friedman. It was a tweet that I, I want to ask you guys about. Maybe you guys can help clarify it for me and for anyone else who's confused. Toronto has indicated it is protecting its remaining cap space, approximately $3.5 million for a forward, likely a winger for the top six. Could be someone remaining in free agency or from another team needing cap relief. We will see where this goes. Stay tuned. I thought they only had 850000 in cap space. So where is this $3.5 million coming from? Well, that's what Cap Friendly says. Right. And that's up to date. Maybe. I don't know. Does anyone else know? Because that, that's it, interesting. That's that's you, a recent tweet. That's a recent tweet. Can you reread that for me, please? Yeah. Um, so Elliot Freeman. Hockey in Canada. Toronto has indicated it is protecting its remaining cap space, approximately $3.5 million for a forward, likely a winger for the top six. Could be someone remaining in free agency or from another team needing cap relief. We will see where this goes. Stay tuned. Where the hell is that through? So if that's uh, unless I'm missing something here, um, that was from Elliot Friedman. So how yeah. long ago? It was at the end of the day yesterday after all the signings. Because I'm looking at the Leafs cap friendly right now. So oh my eight hundred fifty five thousand in cap space. Um. Is there some kind of, I, I almost wonder if there's uh, like a, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not there's sure what that is. something that they can do. Yeah. It, it must be some kind of cap maneuvering. Obviously they have, yeah, it, they have there's it always though. ways to get around. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. 3.5 million trade curve foot. Then all of a sudden you've got 7 million and then we're, we're in the market for our first line uh, left winger. If, if there's any left. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like that's right. I'm assuming. Down, so. I'm assuming they're in free agency. Yeah. Um, I'll have to make the trade, or really, like I said, they're gonna bank. They're banking on these young guys, throwing it, putting a yes. blindfold on, throwing a dart up in the air, and hoping it doesn't hit them because don't have the like, depth. I, I like. I have hopes for Robertson. I want him to do well, but mm-hmm. we don't know. We just don't know. He hasn't had enough playing. So, yeah, it's it's. He's a gamble. They're all gambles. Like, let's face oh, yeah. it. Lilligren. Yeah. yeah. Sandine's the safest bet, I think. But Lilligren's still a gamble. Robertson's a gamble. But the, the, we need to know what we have. And yeah, I'm just so excited. I, I'm excited to see. Honestly, it's the first time in a while, just because of how the team looks on paper. Where it's like, and I, I'm looking at it like doom and gloom. I'm like, holy crap. I want to see how these guys are actually going to perform. Because I was... I knew how the team would perform in the North Division last year. I'm like, I, I think we can do some big damage in the regular season, and we did. In the and, regular season. And by all means, it should have been more, but yeah, but we did. And I, this this year, I have no idea what we have. We've got the same four players that Kyle Dubas is betting his career on, and then a bunch of, again, bargain bin shoppers. It's almost like Kyle Dubas should have... Been a scout? No, no. It's almost like he should have done this bargain bargaining thing, this bargain bin shopping when you know he had to sign his stars. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he should have had that same cheap mentality at that time too, where they're gonna get their money, but maybe not overpay. You know, overpay. Imagine everyone. being Colorado and signing your captain to like 
seven and a half, eight mil. Oh, and he produces like he puts points up. And too. they made it to the third round. The guy's an all around player. Yeah. It's not even about off- just offense. The guy yeah, literally no. is a leader, plays everywhere, 200 foot game. Imagine. People- well, I, I, I have a question with Leafs. I don't know what you guys, I don't know your thoughts on this, but uh, our Alex Galianchuk. Galinchuk, whatever you're, you're Gal- saying. Galchenyuk. 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 Uh, what do you what do you think? I, like, cause he's setting a free agent. What do you guys think? Do you think the Leafs should have kept him around? Or, I mean, he he was good. He had one blunder that the Leafs fandom kind of want to kill him for. <laughs> yeah, well, but you Jeremy know, can you about that too. I mean, uh, I just want to talk about because he's a player we haven't really talked about yet, and I'm just curious. In your yeah, thing. it's true. We did the lose right him. price. So what, what did he make? What did he make last year? I'm pretty sure it was close to men. Maybe a mil. Yeah, it was it was very low. It was very low. Yeah, it was like one one point oh five or something like that. So let me let me speak a little bit about Kachanya because he did say he did come out and say he really liked the Maple Leafs organization. Like Everyone he, he liked it here. No, but like no, they don't. Otherwise, they would want to play here for cheaper. Um, no. More importantly, they... he liked how he liked how you know he was treated here. Obviously, he was given a second. He's been floated around a lot right in his career. Um, I didn't mind him, honestly. As an as a, but I, I don't want him in my top six. No, and we already have enough bottom six forwards now. I think with these random signings, like we've got, what is our bottom six right now? Like it's Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons, Mikheyev, Engvall. That Engvall contract needs to get buried. Oh, I forgot oh, about Engvall. It's what is it, Brandon? In terms of the amounts, like over a mil, Engvall. right? Engvall makes one point two five. I mean. I mean, yeah. it's okay for your third line guy, I guess, but he's, yeah, he doesn't really yeah. have a shot. We, my point is, is we have a, it seems like we have a surplus of uh, bottom six forwards yeah. now. I know some of them are going to be in the AHL and whatever, but and we can bury them with some two way contracts. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Let me pull up a list here quickly of the available wingers that are left that play left wing for free agency. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of generally curious um, cool. what we have. Because while you do that, I want to list off uh, notable players that we have left on forward. There's not mm-hmm. a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, after Matthews, Torres, Mitt, uh, Marner, and Nylander, all we really have that that's above, you know, a fourth liner, like not not like these bargain bin guys. All we have left is Kerfoot, Bikayev, and Spezza. Because this is our forward death. Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander. Solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kerfoot, Mikheyev, mm-hmm. David Kampf, mm-hmm. Pierre Engvall, mm-hmm. Michael Bunting, Wayne Simmons, Jason Spezza, Curtis Gabriel, Michael Amadio, Adam Brooks. Most of those guys are AHL. Yeah, it looks like they're literally betting on hopefully their young guys take a step up. And two, to. like the old guys keep. Pre- like playing well, like Spezza and Simmons, those guys. That's not a winning. Him, that's not a winning no, strategy. It's not, but that's what he's <laughs> he's grasping at straws, I guess, because he's he's out of he's money. Idiot. Yeah, he's out of money. Well, like you know, when we say Dubis is betting on his top guys, yeah. right? He literally has to. Mm-hmm. These guys, all Matthews, Marner, I, I, even Tavares, you know, they all have to find another gear. They all have to go up. They have to this season. I mean, literally. I don't know how you improve on you know those goal numbers from Matthews, but they everything has to go up for this team to have a shot at anything, any kind of playoff success. 
making the playoffs in general is going to be a struggle this year. So, um, so I looked at the unrestricted free agents and I'm looking at sporttrack.com right now and they haven't updated their list, but a lot of these guys have gone, but some of the guys and correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys know of anything, please correct me. But yeah. the people left that I see here for the left wing are, and I hang on here. Let's see. Uh, but while you're looking at that, just to update you, Mike, uh, Galchenyuk last year made 925. Oh, so yeah, like yeah. I mean, nothing. I don't think the guy's a top six guy or anything. But like, I'd honestly rather be paying him than paying a guy like Bunting almost two million dollars. Oh, or, no, he's only oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm wrong. His cap hit was 1.05. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, but sorry about that. It was sorry close about enough, that. anyways. Yeah, but like, I'd rather pay the guy like that than like. Like Bunting's getting like nine fifty, like yeah. But you know, and you know what Galchenyuk is exactly. too. That's fair, but yeah, again, like Bunting is the grid, I guess, but, which is what they're going for. I don't know. I I cannot find a good sport like a, a good uh, free agency tracker, so I won't go into it too much. Um, right. Unless you guys have one offhand that you know of, I can't find no. anything. No, I do have two guys that were left wing that I I know were unsigned that I wouldn't mind taking a look at. Who's that? Um, uh, first one, Thomas Tatar. Yep, I meant we mentioned him last week. He's thirty years old. He's unsigned. He was on Montreal uh, la- uh, last year. He was ten goals, twenty assists for, in fifty games, thirty points in fifty games. Uh, the year before that, twenty-two goals, thirty-nine assists in sixty-eight games. So, like uh, uh, sixty-one points in sixty-eight games. That's good. That's really good. Uh, and he he made five point three mil, but he had an off year last year, and Montreal can't afford to resign him right now. So he's a, he's an option, but the other one, uh, Nick Ritchie from Boston, he ha- doesn't have a contract yet. He's only twenty five. He only made one point five mil, and uh, fifteen goals, eleven assists, so twenty six points in fifty six games. That's a solid left winger for your for your, like third line, maybe even your second. Yeah, we we want. Yeah, I mean, so we don't have the money to go anything higher. We will. We can. We can. If Kerfa gets moved, we can. I, I think again. I, if but I then were that's a another man, left winger gone. Then we have no left wingers. Oh, you're. Oh, so you're looking at it that way. I was looking I, at it more. I, you have to play him as a left winger at this point. You have to. You don't have a left winger. Yeah, we have none. But you no, have, no. You, I, you I was have, thinking. Like, you got Michael Bunting playing on the top line with Matthews. No, you're forgetting that we're. I think Nick Robertson's going to get a serious look at the second line. I don't think he comes to play on the third line in this team. I really don't. I think yeah, he gets a look on the second. I think he will. I think to start, you put him on the third or fourth. You don't just bring a guy up to, from the AHL and put him right on the top line. I would like him to get second line minutes, but you, uh, you, have, you have to have a more of a. I think they take that gamble at first. Yeah. Okay, who, do you, who do you put? Who do you put top line left winger? Then you're not going to put him on the top line. Yeah, right they already the have. They already have. They already have done it. They, they oh, when he was yeah, 18 yeah, yeah. years old, he was called up and he was playing on the first power play unit with Matthews, Tavares, yeah, and Marner. Um, in the series, they lost. My, 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 you know, just to wrap this up here, my rationality is that third line centermen are cheaper than should be cheaper than Kerfoot, at least on this team specifically, yeah. because obviously yeah. we had no choice. If you can find a way to sign a third line centerman, I just look, there are a few available. Any trade Kerfoot and it's a salary dump move, you may have to lose something else with it. I don't know if that's a pick or what that is. We only have two. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah. Um, then you have the cap flexibility to try and do something else. But like we said, free agency, there's not much left. You mentioned Tatar. You mentioned, I don't know if either of those guys are a fit. I just, can Kyle Dubas. Okay, let's prediction time. I actually want to forward this back. 
right. yes or no from each of you. Does Kyle Dubas? Do you think Kyle Dubas is the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs next season? After no. this year? No. No. Okay. Yeah, that's a solid no for me as well. I, I'm trying to be the optimist here. Really? You, you, you just can't. Yeah. You just can't go on. You can't go on the ice with this team. You can't. It's it's too flawed. Yeah. Last year, I was okay. We had La- people. On- Everyone knew last year was the go for a year. No, they I looked- mean. Yeah, I know. But on, on paper, they looked amazing. They were solid. But we just lost a bunch of more people for nothing. We got nothing for them. We spent we spent picks on Felino and stuff like that, and he left for nothing. Did nothing. He was injured. Uh, Wayne Simmons is, hasn't looked the same since uh, the first couple weeks from last year. He hurt his hand, so he can't fight and he can't shoot. I'm not sure what this offseason is going to be like for that injury. I will like, say, I will say that we did miss a trade. We did miss a signing. It happened very recently. Oh, I'm going to announce it right now. Live oh. breaking news. Um, Whoa. The Maple Leafs have signed forward Pavel Gogolev to a three year entry level contract. This is about six hours ago. I just hadn't had a chance to look at the Twitter. Um, so I'm looking at the details now. He's so he's 21 years old. He had 12 points in 13 games with the American Hockey League, um, the Marlies. Um, and before that, he was with a uh, KHL team. So. Okay. Uh, he is a Russian native, and he spent four seasons in the Ontario Hockey League between the Guelph Storm and the Peterborough Peets, registering 182 points in 219 games, and he won an OHL championship. Great. So that is our newest signing right there. I think that seals it. We've got our player. We're good to go. Started up, dude. I'm very interested. Did he play in the Sioux? <laughs> no, no. Peterborough Peets and uh, Guelph Storm. Oh. Oh, interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting. Are you sure that's not a fake account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the official Toronto Maple Leaf account. Um, yeah, it's guys. Another young, young guy dart throw. Yeah, literally. You're just at this point. You just it's a. We call it. You know, there, there's a phrase uh, that I use in, in my job. And it's like just like spraying, spraying and praying. It's like FPS games as well. It's the same thing yeah. with the Leafs right now. You're just throwing out money, trying to fill depth, cheap options, and you're hoping to god one hits. that one guy's yeah one hits and one guy's just a surprise 25 goal season you get a bunch of production from him and my gosh i this is kind of like how the senators have been running their team just like a <laughs> bunch of young guys yeah you know what you knock the senators i think they're the... no no I think... no they look better now they they, yeah. they after uh deadline last year they've looked pretty damn dangerous and if they didn't have such a crappy start to last year they might have actually made the playoffs see they didn't yeah. rebuild the right way you'd be terrible for several years where the Leafs, when they were rebuilding were finishing ninth every year just making a late surge almost make playoffs but miss out and then you don't and get the great crap drafts yeah yeah you gotta be crap hence marner matthews nylander all these guys we were we were terrible for a few years yeah we we had we had such a good thing going uh i know there's a lot of mix like so here's the thing i love Tavares. And I know there's some people in this one camp that say, oh, you could have kept Kadri as your second line centerman, not go after Tavares, use that 10 million towards X amount. I understand that. There's also this aspect of, no, you can sign Tavares, but you don't overpay Marner. And then you still have that money left over to obviously spread the wealth, right? Um, I still love Tavares on this team. I think having him back is going to be great after that injury. Has there been news about how he's been doing after that hit? Yeah, I, I looked. There's nothing. I think 
You know what? He was pretty way. close to returning yeah. in the playoffs. I don't think we'll hear it's anything also, so close. Yeah, but to be fair, people are like, oh, I'm playing in the playoffs, and they have punctured lungs and broken ribs and shit like that. It's the playoffs. They're going to play regardless. They don't care. Uh, I think concussion protocols are a little bit more strict with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But but like it, he could his concussion could have been he might not have had a concussion, but that might have made him miss a step somewhere else. Like maybe he's a little bit like subconsciously or maybe he's missed he's lost a step on his skating or, and he's already not a fast skater i don't know probably not but you know he's a little older and that was a nasty nasty hit yeah just something to to think about yeah um you know i think uh the, one of the things i want i want to say is that the fact that you know players like brandon sod signed today mm-hmm. um 4.5 million we mentioned this earlier and like all these left wingers are coming off the market now what do you guys think is the most likely scenario um for addressing that need because uh you know elliot mentioned that maybe it's a cap dump move where a team needs to get rid of a player and they go to the lease for that 3.5 million is not a big cap dump but some yeah some teams may need to do that right but they've also doesn't seattle have like a, a crap ton of cap space to work with so like wouldn't teams go to a like i'm I'm just trying to figure out seattle's been weird man i'm just trying to figure out what do the leafs like 3.5 million again it's not it's not a lot so what are what are you looking for like what do you think is a realistic move like if you're because it seems like they plan on keeping kerfoot right yeah it sounds that way so uh, a top six forward 3.5 mil then you've got no flexibility whatsoever you're screwed if anything happens um if you if you want i do have that list you're looking for of the left winger free agents yeah yeah please yeah yeah um so in no order here uh zach parise and zach parise is hasn't been signed yet he got bought out i mentioned this last week that you know he's 37 but he still can still play you sure. get him for maybe get him for league men um zetterberg i wouldn't get out go for him he's 40 years old um, James Neal, he's 34. Henrik Zetterberg? Yeah, Henrik Zetterberg. He's 40. He's, he's not in the NHL anymore. Oh, they still, yeah, he's listed on the free He's agent. listed oh. on the I don't think he's technically... He has like, legitimately retired. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, I see. Yeah. Neal's uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, James Neal, yeah. He's, st- he's only 34. If we can go for a decent price. What was it, James Neal? Okay yeah, James Neal. Yeah. Because he got I'd, bought out. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a great option. Yeah. I don't know how much he made last. Uh, actually, sorry, I have that. Last year he made um, about two mil. Was he with? And, yeah, uh, I know he was. No, he was Edmonton, Edmonton, right? Yeah, he was with Edmonton. And before that, he was with Calgary because I remember they did a swap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I'm okay with James Neal. Um, Slim pickings, I, but it's really interesting, right? Because Dubas literally came out and said, "We're not going to the trade market," but then. Elliot Friedman literally reports saying they have 3.5 million that they're protecting in cap space, most likely for a salary dump. Yeah. That is via trade. I can't trust anything GM say. Honestly, they, no. They can't make themselves look bad. They just got to double down on what they say until yeah, that's right. something happens. They say, well, I did this because the, the opportunity came <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Oh, guys, I can't wait for the chaos to start. Uh, two months in, you know, we've got a negative record. Riley's got to go. Got to write the ship, trade Marner, get it done. It's not going to happen, which is really unfortunate. No. I, I'm i calling it right now. Uh, I don't, I want to say, I don't, I want to say that they just get destroyed in the first round because they're going to most likely play Tampa. Tampa's going to be first in their division. And there's no 
conceivable way we beat Tampa in a series. Not a chance in hell. Um, but they're either going to play Tampa or Boston. And I, if they get lucky enough to play them, I, I don't even – with this team, we're, so, we're actually quite a bit worse than we were last year. And now we're playing in a much harder division. I, I think there's a good chance we don't even make the playoffs. No, I say we make it. But anyways, I, I, I say we make it. Yeah. Yeah. And first round dusted again. Yeah. But first, we'll see. At best, first round dusted because we're playing. We'd be playing Tampa because Tampa's going to be first in the division. I mean, they got weaker too, right? Tampa themselves. They they obviously lost two players. Um, yeah. Well, they lost three. They, they lost four players actually. Scratch that. They lost Barclay, Goudreau, Blake Coleman, uh, David Savard, and then uh, Yanni Yanni Gord. Yeah, um, they did. They did, but they did get some guys too, right? Like they they re-signed Taylor Hall, and Taylor Hall, Hall was fantastic. No, Taylor Taylor Hall's on Boston. Oh, so, oh, sorry, I'm saying Tampa. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm thinking of both right now. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Boston's another problem that they need to address hey, too. Well, they're they're gonna have to play those two teams, so they're gonna be one and two, and then what well, we're maybe. gonna be? We'll see. They're gonna be one and two. Um, and then, because Montreal, I think is is a bit worse now because now they don't have Shea Weber because he's a, apparently going to be out for the season. Um, talks of retirement. The, yeah, maybe, talks yeah, of retirement. Talks yeah, retirement, yeah. Uh, but I think Montreal will be a bit worse. I I think maybe if if Leafs get in, they're going to be the uh, the law uh, of the um, third seed in the division. Get just just get in again. I mean, and, we can talk about hypotheticals like all the time. I don't know where, where they're going to finish. I would imagine they could finish second over Boston. It, it doesn't yeah. mean they're a better team than Boston. No, but, but I, I don't think we make it past the first round. If we make it in, there's we're not getting past the first round. They're, with our team is much weaker, and playing those American teams, we, we, I don't know if you guys watch any of the hockey after like any of the like American teams playing. It's just different hockey. It's so much different. Hey man, Montreal was able to do it. They were. Montreal was built to play playoff hockey. They weren't they were. built for regular season hockey. They were. They lost. I think losing the nose is going to really hurt them so much oh, more yeah. than you think. Oh, yeah. Because he went to the Kings. Yeah, he did. I think All they right, overpaid go- him a bit, but. Yeah, I mean, good free agency, right? And Yeah, he's good, yeah. though. He's very good. You're right. Yeah, he is. He's great. I think that's the main reason why Matthews um, Marner got shut down. Like, I mean, seriously, mm. he's mm. all over them. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, any final thoughts on this team, free agency, before we decide to wrap up? I do want to say that one of the things I, I want to focus on for this show going forward is we're going to introduce a really fun format. Uh, I, I want to bring this up to you guys. I'm so excited. We're going to bring up like a, a like a quick, like, it's going to be almost like a, a fast, rapid fire thing where we will go off with some different ideas here. And I'm, I'm so pumped up. Um, final thoughts from me. I, I think that the Leafs are not done. I think they make a move before. I think they make a move before next week. I seriously think the move that they're going to make comes really soon. Um, I don't think they wait deep into August. The season starts October thirteenth. I think the move that they're looking to make is obviously going to be well before training camp, well before September. I think it happens soon, sooner than later. Um, and we need a top six forward, and we need our t- two rookies to. Or not two rookies, but I need, we need our rookies to step up and <laughs> or try like something. Ten rookies, yeah. Um, no, I mean oh, specifically Robertson and yeah. uh, Lilligren. Yeah, uh, I just have one last question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, wh- just going off of uh, when you think they're going to make a move, uh, when? How long do we wait before we start panicking about him doing nothing? 
Dubis being the guy I'm talking about. Um, like I, I feel like if we don't if we don't hear any big moves by the next show by next Wednesday Thursday, I feel like that's uh, everything. Like most of the big stuff's happened at that point. I feel like if he doesn't do anything in this next week, he's not doing anything big, and that's it's really scary. Yeah, so I'm gonna take a more passive approach. I think that as teams realize what they have, what their salary cap space is um, going forward, I think anything that happens. This is going to sound like kind of a lame answer, but anything that happens um, before before September, like I, if something doesn't happen before September, like you know when we're coming into the like, Labor Day weekend and we haven't done anything, that's a major concern to me because training camp is coming up and you want to have your team adjusted and ready to go. Um, that would be very surprising. Is, yeah, training camp is like be, what halfway through September or like the first week yeah. of September? No, not first week. It's like halfway through towards the like you know. Well, it's different this year because the uh, because we're starting a little later, right? No. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit. Yeah, we're starting the season a little bit later. Not by much though. No, it's no. October thirteenth. So yeah, um, yeah. So I think if we haven't had anything happen by September, that's that's that's, that's a little nerve wracking. I think it happens, like I said, in the next week, next week or two. Um, we have like to address that left wing position. Yeah, Mike, what are your takeaways from this whole fiasco, this t- free agency, and uh, our AHL Stupid signings? Team. Uh, well, my takeaway is pretty simple. It's three words. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Take it how you want it, whether that means Dubis needs to do something or <laughs> prayers that one of these young guys, these young guys hit something. Thoughts and prayers. Let me actually yeah, quick thing here. Nick Robertson starts. Let's say he's starting on the top line, second line. If I told you Nick Robertson is going to score 25 goals. Uh, on the left wing in either t- top two lines this season, how much more comfortable does that make you with the team going like as and it's consistent? Do you think this team hey. still like? Do you think this team is still a, a big weakness, or do you think it's much better? Well, much better I, if he can perform. If he can perform, yeah, that's great. But like you know, you you kind of if he if he essentially replaces Hyman, essentially like is that what you're kind of getting at? I, I'm trying to understand from both of your perspectives. What can this team do with the limited amount of cap space that they have that would make you feel comfortable? For me, for me, going to be comfortable, I need a I need a left winger, yeah, who has the skill to keep up with Matthews or Tavares and Nylander or Marner, like one of those. Because I Zach Hyman could not keep up with them. I'm sorry, great grinder works gets the puck. How many times did I see the puck go on his stick in close, and he can't get the puck over the goalie's pad? Like he's just not skilled enough. I know, I know, I know, Randy, you're a huge fan. I know Leafs Nation's a huge yeah. fan of Zach Hyman. I love Zach for what he brought. He's not skilled enough to play with those players. He's not. I agree and disagree with you for the fact that, no, he's not as skilled as them and he's nowhere close. But Martyr and Matthews are little babies that don't go into the corners. And that's why Zach Hyman was there. And he would oh. get them the puck. I don't think Matthews is a baby. I just think he stays out because we need him to shoot. No, that's fair. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've seen. He's obviously not Hyman, but. No, I, I'm just going by with what uh, Camille said. Is like, how many times have you seen Hyman not not get the puck over? How many times have I seen Hyman go into the corner, pass it to Matthews, being in like a scrum with four guys, get it to Matthews or Martyr, and they score? I've seen it quite a few times. <laughs> nah, I, I think I, I'm going to agree with Mike here. That's that's literally a role play, right? So Matthews is the shooter. Has to stay away from the scrum. The whole purpose of yeah. Zach going in there is that is Zach's role. Yeah, but now um, we don't have anyone to play that role. 
that's what I'm getting at. Like, what do you, what does that line do now? Maybe it's a new format. Try something not, different. Yeah. Try oh, something. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be nice if the Leafs did something new. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think, I think Austin Matthews can, I think he's better at winning puck battles than Zach Hyman is. I think he's better with a stick. Like Zach is obviously good oh, with his yeah. body, but Matthews is phenomenal with this. Again, stick. these phenomenal. players are making a lot of money. They can evolve. They can get better. I'm telling that you right would be now. Nice. They can get better. All right, guys. They're making a lot of money, but they can't perform in the playoffs. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this is the year. If I, okay. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. If I, if if a guy comes to you and says, uh, hey, man, I want to borrow some money. And so it was, let's see, the least Austin Mathis came into the NHL in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. So it's been five years of disappointment. And he says, I'll pay it back. Don't worry. And every year goes by. And he's always said, yeah, I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. What makes this year any different? You know, you got to pay me back this year. You got to pay me back for my hours spent watching this team. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I th- guys, that's I it. I think after five years, you can go to court. <laughs> yeah. <Interesting>. yeah. <laughs> I want my interest. Probably. Where's my interest? My interest. Where my is interest. it? In the form of a cup. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for um, our Leafs and Seven podcast this week. Next week, we're going to meet, uh, I think, Thursday again, same time. Yeah. Really excited. I think what we're going to do uh, and what we should discuss, hopefully by then there's been a move. Please, 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 please. Oh, please. Um, but really looking forward to kind of how the rest of the smaller moves kind of come in. And I, mm-hmm. we get a final picture uh, for what's going to happen this season, what the rosters are. Um, I think then it's safe to make a like a like a, almost like a pre-roster like a roster prediction. Least. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll, we'll, we'll share like a block because. I didn't want to do that today because, you know, it's probably going to no, change. So. We'll have more room next week. And I think maybe the three of us can all make our own roster lineup and we should kind of discuss it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Take care. All the best. Thoughts and all prayers. Right, see you guys. Thoughts and prayers. Thanks for listening.